Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time, Arrival Insurance Program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. Another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Tonight we're going to be doing the Morph Highlight Show number two. This time we're focused on tiger carpet pythons. Probably my favorite, and I think Owen probably yours as well. Correct? It's it it comes with the territory of 
uh, having Hamburg as your home base show and poking around Jason Balin's table like <laughs> while I was in college. So it's kind of like you almost have to have a love for Tiger Carpet Python. So, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. definitely like these guys. And it's cool because um, I've actually sought out a lot of the original stuff. Like, I have mm-hmm. the Vivarium magazine that we're probably going to be talking about at some point today. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the last time we did the JAG episode, we didn't have anybody with us. But I think nope. with this episode in particular, the Tiger Carpet, uh, I think one gentleman comes to name. His name is Jason Balin, and uh, he'll be joining us in a couple minutes. And um, since he was the guy that sort of uh, is the founder of the project uh, at the beginning and sort of put them on the map who mm-hmm. better to talk to it about you know it seems to me like i don't know it seems like tigers really aren't getting their due that they deserve as of late and we're going to change that tonight and by the end of the show everybody's going to be running out to get tiger carpets uh we're going to talk about the, i uh, have some for sale if anybody is looking but that's beyond the point so. <laughs> uh that's true i yeah. board all mine so <laughs> you're damn right you do release them already uh, uh, anyway, the, the uh, we're going to talk about the the past, the history of the morph, some of the uh, some of the some of the genetics that's that's going on. Mm-hmm. I think I think we've talked about them in shows past, but we'll we'll hit on that. A bit. So we hit on all the info, um, some of the pairings that have been done, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what the different lines are, and you know what makes a tiger carpet a tiger carpet, and. Uh, I have a, I have an opinion on that and I, I think you guys will probably agree with me and, uh, yep. and, and then the future, you know, I think of, uh, something like a, you, well, let's see an exantic tiger carpet. Oh. I mean, you see the exantic oh, yeah. jag and how cool that yes. is. And I, I want an exantic, imagine. uh, we, we, I want, I want an albino tiger, but someone's being, you know, jerk about it um i want the exantic tigers i want ghost tigers i want to get refined really good looking caramel tigers so you can have really good looking super caramel tigers um yeah there we go that's pretty much all i want it all anything co- yeah. oh god yes so yeah so yeah, we're gonna hit on that. Um, before we do, I figured I would hit on this since uh, I'll probably I'll be posting up pictures later. But my uh, super caramel zebra jag to caramel zebra clutch hatched. Yeah, uh, a lot of cool stuff that hatched out. Looks like I got a lot of super caramel zebra jags and super caramel zebras, uh, some caramel jags, and uh, you know this really cool caramel normal looking thing that has a w- really wacky pattern. Um, but the super zebra stuff, uh, mm-hmm. hatched out, uh, one, um, two of the eggs went bad, uh, cut them open and sure enough, they were supers, super zebra something. Uh, so, but, uh, that has been, uh, been, been sort of the case that sort of happens with these guys. So I've heard, and, um, I, I believe this thing has jag in it, um, and mm-hmm. I think it's uh, super car- – well, I don't know if it's caramel or super caramel, but uh, it's definitely a super zebra jag. I believe – I want to say, like looking at the color, I want to say yep. it's at least caramel, but I don't know. Crazy thing is, is it- that 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you can just give it a bit till after it sheds, you're probably going to have a better idea after it has its first shed of yeah. what you're looking at. Yeah, it's true. But I think with the, with, especially with this season, I've hatched out a lot of caramel stuff. Yeah. Uh, I kind of have an eye for what's, well, what I believe is super and what is not. It kind of has a look to it once you kind of know that look. Yeah. Sure, I can't explain it, but it sort of has this look to it. Um, <laughs> I, I, if you want to, I can go through my picture. The problem is that we, I, I have a new laptop. Because you asked me, you're like, uh, send me the pictures of your baby supers after they hatch. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Holy crap, all those pictures are gone. So I'm like, here you go. After they, here's after they had their first shed. And it's like, you know, it, it's not what you really wanted. But, you know, it's it, it, w- things do become a lot clearer after the first or second shed of what the hell you're looking at. So Yeah. Yeah. Crazy thing is, is that, mm-hmm. uh, well, it had a kink tail, which I think that's kind of well known with the, the givens uh, yeah. stuff. Um, and the other weird thing was, is that it kind of has this lump around its heart region. So I don't know if it's going to make it, you know, I, you know, I, hopefully I, I've, had, I've had babies that haven't had like really well-defined, like almost like rib cages around the heart where you could actually see the heart beating. Uh-huh. And it never boded well. Um, yeah. Usually, always ended up going not 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 going the distance. But uh, you'd be surprised. I mean, right out of the egg, I've had babies like rip their umbilicus and start bleeding, and you're thinking that the thing's going to just bleed out and die, and then they're the first ones to shed and eat. So yeah, it it could surprise you. I've had ones. I've had jags who were so bad at corkscrewing they couldn't slither right, corkscrew their way to the front of the tub and eat a pinky mouse it's like that damn it and so it's it is what it is see how it goes yeah i think uh i think the the issues that are associated with the jaguar morph mm. and then you put more issues on top of it with the super zebra i yeah. don't think it, that you kind of compounding jag is, <laughs> yeah. you know you're kind of yeah kinda i got gotcha. you you are so. um is there any way that this is a super jag in disguise no. <laughs> All right. Well, I had to ask. <laughs> no. No, no, right. no, well, no, no, no. Well, I thought I, I maybe. I mean, it could have. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you have this, and then, you know, we'll bring Jason on in one minute, but he he yeah. hatched out a perfect one this year. So, his is, I mean, he brought his to Haverter Grace and in a deli cup. And I don't know why he did that, but I'm glad he did because I got to stare at it. It, it is perfect from like the tip of the nose to the tip of the tail. It is awesome looking. And I'm kind of hopeful maybe potentially in a few years, you might be able to breed out the kink tails and things like that. See, this is a trait that you can probably breed out. You know, uh, I don't know about that, dude. Maybe. Now you're sounding, I, now maybe. You're sounding like, now you're sounding it's like, like no, this say, is, I think we can breed a, a leucistic jack. This is different jag. than lung, all right? This, this is different than a lung, all right? I, I yeah. think you might be able to do something with that. I, I, I'm hopeful. I'm not automatically saying it will, but I'm hopeful. Getting lungs I don't know, to work, man. No, I mean, breed that. The fact that these animals are even... <laughs> You know, I mean, we're dealing with gen- genetic mutations. I mean, we forget that the yes, whole it's yes, mutant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it is a mutant. it's not what the snake Parts is of supposed its DNA to do. Don't work. Yeah, it's that. I know. Yeah. <sighs> we should just be happy that uh, You're we have all my dreams tonight. God, 
I'm just trying to be real with you, man. You know? Uh, <laughs> oh, look at this. Uh, I have a question. What would a Tiger Carpondro yeah, I, look like? <laughs> it would look like a Carpondro with stripes. I have now ended that conversation. <laughs> Bill. Very good. I know it's I'm not even looking, and I know it's Bill. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's get this going, and let's let's talk some Tiger Carpets. Hey, Jason. How you doing? Welcome back hey, to – uh, pretty good, pretty good. This is uh, like Jason's third trip. Why does he keep coming back for more punishment? We'll never know. <laughs> he loves you, oh, Owen. Love he loves you so much. I do. <laughs> I You're so do. dreamy, man. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk tiger carpets. Uh, I guess, Jason, I, I know you've hit on this before, but uh, why don't you talk about like how the uh, morph originated and, and maybe the back history of of how you came upon this awesome carpet python well they originated um way back when early 2000s um they were established by a man by the name of neville james out in california he got his original tiger from a man named richard quick who um, I don't know where he was at the time when he sent Neville his, but he uh, he spent a lot of time uh, breeding reptiles up in Alaska. Um, so that's that's where they originated. Um, Richard sent one to Neville. Neville bred it to a couple from um, uh, the East Bay Vivarium. Um, it was tagged as a coastal when it was brought in. Mm -hmm. Um, nobody had any reason to believe it wasn't a coastal. Um, right. There's been a lot of debate as to whether it is or it isn't, um, but it's been accepted that the original one was a coastal, just you know, based on the time that it was it, that it came in. Um, Neville produced a handful of these animals and offered a few up for sale over over you know, the, the, those couple of years in the, in two thousand you know, three two thousand four I believe I can't remember. But um, he advertised the pair on uh, Kingsnake way back when, and I and I just snapped them up immediately, and that's how I got started with them. I bred the original pair, and um, that I bought from him, and uh, produced a, a, a litter of 100% striped animals, and and that's uh, that's how I got into the tiger carpets. Now, was the tiger carpets that you picked up, were they perfectly striped or were they kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like what you see that like towards the tail, it doesn't get as good striping or. They were fairly well striped. Um, I wouldn't say they're they're They are perfect. They weren't, you know, that that perfect parallel line that are striped that goes down the dorsal. They certainly mm -hmm. were completely striped. Um, mm -hmm. they, they were characterized really by a broad dorsal band and, um, that just as not quite as broad, but just as distinct, um, lateral stripe as well. Sometimes it mm -hmm. presented itself as a stripe. Sometimes it presented itself as a, um, a series of ovals that went right. along the side. Um, one of the other characteristics in that it had and where other, other, stripes and other coastal you know pattern variants didn't have was a really defined head pattern um it looked like it was drawn on by a sharpie and mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. 
it also the original stock seemed to have a connecting um, neck band that connected right up to the pattern, and mm -hmm. um, it was it was it was a pretty distinct uh, looking animal. So, hmm. cool, different different uh, than the tri stripes were at, that were out there at the time. Right, because weren't they yeah. weren't the tri stripes thinner, like uh, not as broad in the back? They weren't. They yeah, exactly right. They weren't as broad. The head pattern w was more typically a coastal head pattern, where where it, it had, had sometimes had a pattern. Some of that pattern kind of dissolved within it, within itself. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. These guys were were easily distinguished between those tri stripes and 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 the uh, the tigers that Neville was producing at the time. So yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about the idea of like when we talk about tiger carpets? To me, it's everything that kind of or you know, kind of comes from that line. It's not necessary. I mean, you have animals. I think there's some pretty nicely striped uh, coastals that are out there, and you yeah. know, probably could pass off as you know the same type of look as a tiger. But to me, a tiger is more about that lineage than it is about necessarily the stripes yeah my thing is it disagree? would have to be it would have to be linked back to the original line like you know somewhere along the royal road and that usually means you know have one of jason's animals somewhere plugged in in the lineage and then you're good i mean anything with a stripe after that point i would say is a tiger but mm -hmm. um it's the people who are like you know, I think the term tiger is thrown around a little too use, loosely in certain instances when it comes to, you know, striped animals, because there is a difference between a striped coastal and a tiger, in my opinion. I've had both, and they look drastically different. What's your thoughts, Jason? Oh, you're talking to the wrong person. Um <laughs> 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 I, I, without without sounding you know elitist about it and I, and I certainly don't mean to because some of the other stripe lines out there are absolutely fantastic you've got michael Pinot's line that's that's wonderful yeah you've got mm -hmm. the um the Ru the russian line uh, yep. of striped animals that mike Curtin works with and they're they're fantastic i actually have some of those um and there, there are just a lot of striped animals out there that are that, that are really nice looking, um, but they didn't really have anything to do with that line of animals, you know, that that was being bred, you know, by Neville James back in the day, and he's the one who coined the term tigers, to to refer to his line of animals. Um, so, I kind of stuck with that. I've always called them James line tigers, and you know. I, I really feel if, if if you're talking about a tiger, you it really should you know, be derived from 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 animals from that original line. Uh, we've done a lot of outcrossing to get s certain patterns, colors, and everything, but um, at the root, it's it's still that small group of animals that he mm -hmm. was working with that really um, started you know the the tiger moniker and the tiger line. I would uh, I would agree. You know, yeah. I think uh, you know. I think that's uh, where people get confused because I have all three. I have, uh, you know, M pen stripes and the Russian mm -hmm. stripes and, you know, uh, and then tiger stuff. But, uh, hmm. okay. Um, what about as far as did, I mean, was anybody else working with tigers at the time back then? I mean, was there anything? Um, did any, 
or was when it just sort of got, overlooked? <laughs> I think it was it was overlooked. It was it was at it was at a time where um, carpets were kind of starting to to gain in popularity, um, and, and there were so few of them out there, and the ones that that were out there were snapped up pretty quickly, and then you really didn't hear much else about them. Um, and and when once I once I snapped mine up, you know, I there was you know I, I I just hung on to them until they were of size so I could breed them. So I really didn't even promote them when I had them. Um, so it 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 really they really were um, I don't know if overlooked is the word, but they they just hadn't you know really come out onto the market yet as as something just you know that you could go pick up whenever you wanted and go find one. You know they they were they were so few available at the time that 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 they're just you know there there wasn't any out there yeah it was we're, we're, as far as morphs and other kinds of things with carpet like had jag really even come onto the scene yet or no um i think when i originally fought the tigers and i'm, and I'm again I'm, it, my memory is not the best that mm -hmm. back that far but i think jags may have just started in Europe, mm -hmm. um, but I think by the time I got my adults, I mean my the ones I had bought and raised into adulthood, they had just come over, um, okay. over here, and and a few people had picked them up. I, I know you know Will Leary had picked uh, Benjamin up at that time, mm -hmm. um, and I think Anthony Caponetto had picked up a Jag as well. Um, just there's just a few of the people of note that I can remember that you know having them. So, mm -hmm. um, as the tigers were starting to be produced, the jags were starting to come over as well. I, I do kind of remember them both kind of coming up together where they were starting to, like, I don't remember a time where tigers were there and jags weren't. So, and it was kind of like, you know, then we started seeing, you know, your booth at Hamburg and I pestered you, you know, all the time. So yeah, mm -hmm. kind of all happened at once. Yeah, right. What about mm -hmm. uh, the color-wise on those original pair? I mean, did they have more of, um, you know, uh, the the khaki type color, or that were they a little more jungly, or what was the <laughs> jungly, yellowish? Uh, I guess. <laughs> well, the original one that came over in the, in the pictures that that Neville was marketing them with. The original male tiger was very jungly looking um, mm -hmm. in the pictures, um, and which which kind of caused a lot of people to say, "Well, you know, this must be some sort of a jungle cross, or you know, came from the integrate area." Um, but once I started talking to Neville, and he started sending right. me some pictures of of that original male, not so yellow, not so jungly looking. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was a very good picture, and it and it and it did what it was supposed to do, which was 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 to get people to say, "Wow, that's 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 a pretty hot looking animal. I want some of those." Um, the original male, and I'll I'll try to find pictures here and post them on 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 the site, but he he was very much like the tigers that I produced, you know, on my first go round. He had that sort of Manila khaki color. You know, light background with with the real defined you know stripes the you know, the black was black but it, it did have some you know sort of chestnut co color coming through as well 
Um, but overall, the overall appearance was that, yeah, that sort of manila color. Okay. Now that we're talking about the picture, you said the picture that kind of drummed up everybody. Was that the picture that was in the Bavarium magazine? That is exactly the one. Okay. I have that. I have that. I actually have that Bavarium, so I got to find it, but, um, I have the picture somewhere too. Like, yeah. So trying, yeah. It, it, it does look very yellow and black kind of, uh, almost like the tigers that are being kicked around today but uh yeah it's uh it definitely did its job and i remember they posted it up originally as a codom morph they did okay so there's that uh, one well, everybody kind of long about or are we are we waiting am i jumping ahead too far eric no 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 i was gonna say uh, probably the reason that they did that is because when you bred them you got all tigers right i mean that would be i did i mean well i yeah, was working right. with two visual animals and all the offspring were visuals as well okay so um cool. at that time and and really we we're basing basing everything on the uh, fact that uh this is what neville was telling us which was the results he was getting is that when he bred mm -hmm. his original tiger to two separate um um female coastals he was getting about a 50 50 ratio okay so um that being said that would that became the general school of thought i hadn't at that point bred the tigers into anything else other than each other so mm -hmm. i didn't really have any data to either support or um not be able to say it didn't happen that way so okay. um, that hmm. was the assumption for a good long time that that they were they they were indeed um, a co-dominant morph. Okay. Right. But we've since learned that it's more of a polygenic type of morph, right? And what, I think I I think that's a fair way to categorize it. Okay, and it was a wasn't it a breeding with Anthony Capanetto that kind of threw off all the whole codom talk or i assume you did some breedings yourself that kind of threw a wrench well, I, if i remember work. correctly um anthony was was still a very strong supporter that it was codominant morph he was claiming that he was getting right um striped animals on 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 initial f1 breedings uh when he bred them to uh normal coastals um i think it started to get to come into question when other people who had bought some, you know, from some of the first ones were breeding theirs and, and were getting, you know, varied results. You know, they were getting some stripe-ish animals. I think at one, Ted, mm -hmm. at one time, Ted Thompson was calling his um, lesser tigers. Um, yep, I bought into that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've got one sitting behind me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a coastal. It's a goddamn coastal. So, you know, it's like, yeah. But it was just funny. I'm like, lesser tiger. Oh, I got to get this thing, whatever the hell it is. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think once people really started breeding them and, and breeding them into other stuff, we, we were figuring out that, yeah, you could get some stripish animals from these original animals. But, you know, you got better results by breeding animals selectively that had, that had striping already present. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Now, what would you call those, like, uh, maybe not as 
striped or like a zigzag type of or the zipper type of stripe on the back are they still considered tigers you know at what at what I point went, do you define a tiger mm -hmm. i you know i went back and forth on this for a long time because people were would ask me that exact question and i didn't have a good answer other than to tell them you know here are the basic characteristics of what the tiger was when i bought them um and you know from my original animals and then the animals that I produced basically were, were uh, slightly better mimics of the adults. And, um, and I categorize them by, you know, it's the, it's the wide dorsal stripe. It's, it's the, um, the side stripe pad, the lateral stripe pattern, you know, whether it being a full stripe or ovals, it's that really defined head pattern um, that, that, that was very open and very distinct. Um, if you've got animals that that are displaying some of these traits or display displaying one of these traits, you know, it, it was it was hard to tell people yet. Yeah, no, you can't call them a tiger. Um, I, I've I think I finally settled on, you know, tiger line animals or, you know, animals produced from a tiger pairing. You know, it, you, right. you didn't want to you didn't want to not call them tigers, but you didn't want to call them tigers either because you didn't want to muddy up what was already sort of a, uh, uh, sort of a, uh, undetermined morph at that point. Right. right. So it, it, it was difficult. It really was at the time it was tough because you got people of note calling you and say, well, wh what are you calling them? What are you doing with them? How, how are you doing this? I said, I don't know. Suggestion as you are. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're all at, at you know, on, on the same, uh, on the same playing field here as to what's going on. You know, I've got results. Um, we're getting, we're starting now to get some other results. We, we've got to kind of put it together and figure and figure it out. Um, yeah, Nick Mutton was very helpful from a genetic standpoint in, in calling it a polygenetic trait because, you know, it, that seemed to, to help people kind of get their, wrap their mind around the fact that yes, they're going to get striped animals, but they might get animals that, might not be that striped um mm -hmm. but they're still they're still from that tiger that original tiger gene pool and i think that's re that's really what you had to kind of go with yeah and then you you know then people just started calling them tigers whether they had some striping uh, you know lots of striping yeah and then you sort of graded them i think you had you had, had tigers with with lesser striping you had tigers with more striping and you know if you wanted better tigers you'd, you'd pay a little bit more to get the better looking animal if you wanted to right. get some of the, the lower striped animals and breed them together, your results, you know, as, as you breed them, you, you would get to where you wanted to get to. But, you know, it, it, it did come down, I think, to like just a grading system as to the, the lesser striped yeah. ones and the better striped ones. Yeah, I would agree. So, you know, if you want better stripes, you got to pay more money. So <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> Fair well, enough. I mean, that, unfortunately, uh, that I mean, that's that's exactly, you know, that's, you know, it, that's what it came down to at the time. You, know, you wanted the better mm -hmm. one. It's it's just with everything else. You want a better jungle. Yeah. You, you go out. You go out and find the the person breeding great looking jungles, and you and you bought and you pay a little bit more to get those. So so yeah. you, you know, when the time came for you to breed, you're, you know, you you were working with pretty good stock. Yeah. So. so it is possible to have one of these, um, you know, not tiger line coastals, so to speak, and. Um, if you breed that to say a really striped animal, you're going to get some nicely striped animal. Well, you could get 
some nicely striped animals, even though the one of those doesn't have the greatest of striping. So I guess you're sort of, if, if you're paying for more striping, you're basically sort of uh, paying to make better animals, so to speak. Your, your results are going to be more, uh, more consistent, right? Exactly. I mean, and that's what people were really trying to get to is where, how can I do this to get my results to be consistent? Because with, with right. any morph or with any pattern or with any color that you're working in, you want to be able to reproduce it consistently. So you can tell whoever's right. getting them from you, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to get this animal. And you can, you can tell them with and be confident in the sense that, that you're giving them the right information to be able to do what they want to mm -hmm. do. Right. So and, and the, the ones without the stripes still are no slouches. I mean, I have that. We were just talking about that lesser tiger that I have. And she's produced several tiger clutches from breeding with tiger animals. And almost everybody's got stripes. So and uh, Jason and I did a, a joint pairing when I used her with one of your uh, one of your boy tigers to produce some. They, she, they threw some good looking tigers. So. Just because they're not striped, if they still got it in the lineage, they still pop up every once in a while. So, yeah. What yeah. What do you think it is about the uh, tiger carpet that people seem to have not have mixed it like they did with the jag? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think honestly, people stopped using them as, as, well, I don't, I don't think anybody stopped, but, but using them as an ingredient became, um, less popular because of <clears> the, um, inconsistency of, of, of the, you know, of the offspring. Um, right. And you I lose think, the stripe. Right. And I think, um, a lot of that had to do with people trying to get, get to stuff quickly and didn't, and really didn't feel like putting the time in to use selectively bred animals mm. to, um, further the results. So um, I, I think that gotcha. that was a contributing factor to that. Um, it certainly was a great ingredient when we first spread into the Jag, when I did my original pairing with Will Leary. Um, we got it, the Jags that were produced from that, which, which were aptly named Tiger Jags, um, certainly were different than um, anything that had been produced at the time. From a jag standpoint mm -hmm. absolutely i mean i don't know if you guys would agree but I, maybe i'm just biased but the, it's hard to beat a tiger jag man and especially when you really <laughs> get some some really I, and you don't see them that much anymore i mean well, think, you, I, you better I, who's i i just produced a whole bunch but it's like i in in college i honestly got had a clipping of the reptiles magazine of Will Leary's, that, that, that one tiger jag, that female that was like perfectly posed on this stupid tree branch, whatever. So oh, I had yes. it, I'm like, oh, that was my freaking dream snake forever and a day. And then like, you know, and, and tiger jags will always be something like so cool to me, especially when you start producing your own tiger jags. And it, it just, you, it's awesome. So yeah, I loved that animal. That was a good looking animal. So, uh, but I think, Tiger Jag kind of propelled Jags further because it was something to shoot for even more. You know, everybody got their Jags, but now everybody wanted to make Tiger Jags, like, you know, really better looking Tiger Jags. And there was the 
super Tiger Jags and the super duper Tiger Jags. So it's like, you know, it, it kind of propelled it forward. You know, there was more stuff to breathe. So, yeah. Jason, maybe you, can tell us, maybe you can tell us um, how did that pairing come about? Like uh, what led you to do that joint pairing with, uh, with Will Leary? And maybe you can uh, uh, explain to everybody when people say super Tiger Jag, what that means. Um, well, it, it was just as simple as picking up a telephone and, and calling Will. Will and I had always chatted back and forth about everything from Bolins to Tigers to Jags, everything. So it, it was just mm -hmm. as simple as picking up the phone and calling him and saying, listen, Will, I, I don't know. Because at the time, Jags were selling for crazy money. And um, the, tigers, <laughs> the Tigers hadn't really gained their popularity yet. And yeah. um, so I said, listen, you know, would you be open to taking my original female and bringing her to your Jag? And let's see what happens. And um, he said, well, listen, I'll give it some thought. I'll talk to uh, his wife, Mary, and, and we'll see, you know, if, if, if something moves us to, to, <laughs> to do that. And, uh, and right. then he came back about an hour. <laughs> listen, I, hey, he came back about an hour later. And, All right, uh, no, he, no, you're good. <laughs> Mary and I prayed on it, and we decided this, this really wasn't, you know, what – this wasn't the direction they wanted to go. Okay. And I said, that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. The, and I said, you know, well, good luck. And, you know, I'll, we'll certainly be talking about some other stuff. So, you know, just if you change your mind, let me know. You know, she'll be yeah. here. So uh, I guess about a, a few days went by and he called me back. He said, listen, you know, we talked about it again. And, and, and <laughs> we think this might be worth doing. I said, okay, well, I'll send her to you, you know, off, off the Delta Dash. <laughs> oh, Delta. <laughs> oh, the days of Delta. All right. Oh, God. To anyway. Get, to get her over there. And uh, as with you know, many, you know, breeding loans and when you're shipping animals around and trying to breed them same season, the, the results as far as fertility weren't that great. Right. Um, we only got a, three eggs, I believe, uh, hatched. And one of them being that that tiger jag oh, that, that that you were talking about that, it, that everybody's seen that picture with her sitting there up on that perch with she was super super light and super clean and, and real reduced pattern yeah um and then we got two siblings from that as well so um then and the next year you know she he wound up shipping her back mm -hmm. and and i wound up actually in the meantime i had been growing up a female I think we tried two years with her and then the, and the next year wasn't all that great either. We got a couple, but it, it wasn't, you know, she, at that point, I think her age and, and the breeding was catching up to her. So, uh, he sent her back and I sent him a, a fresh female that I had produced and I had raised up. Okay. And when we bred her is when we started really getting some, you know, when we had a big sampling of, of babies to look at and we, we, then the, the term super started getting thrown around. Uh, um, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's where that's how that all came about. Um, as far as the super goes, I think you know everybody wanted to use that moniker for just about everything. There were super tigers. Everybody thought at one point they'd be there'd be super tigers if you continue breeding tigers to each other. Right. And, you know, but I you couldn't really that. tell what was super. Yeah. So yeah. 
I think you know, it, it it goes back to that grading system. I think you know you had really nice looking tigers, grade A tigers, and you had really nice looking you know tiger jags, uh, mm-hmm. and you and you would you would grade them on a scale, and then you know again the, the nicer ones went for a little bit more, and 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 on, so on down the line. So I think that that's that's where all that all came about. It, you know, and it was it was a great partnership with Will and I, and, and we produced some really nice animals during mm-hmm. that time period that really kind of established. Uh, both both morphs at the time as as viable as viable you know color pattern morphs. Yeah. Yep. And I, I remember when all these breedings were happening in the uh, that one super tiger jag that Will had being bred back to a tiger jag. People were losing their minds, expecting something insane, and uh, I think that all that came out was more really re- reduced pattern tiger jags thing like they hit the the ceiling there is how much you could go down the super tiger jag road yeah i mean there was i mean i think at one point i did breed tiger jag the tiger jag and got some mm-hmm. really reduced animals um but they also they also um you know suffer from the the jag neuro stuff um yeah so I never repeated that pairing. I actually still have a couple of those animals, and they're not—they're not too bad. But you know, I've never really put them into any sort of the, in, into any of uh, any of my breeding projects. Right. Right. Okay. So, at some point, you kind of started moving around with the tigers, and you started kind of going down the road of adding different colors. Like you started the red project. Can you kind of walk us through making the reds? That was a fun project also. Um, I, again, Will was involved in that one. I purchased a red, just regular tri-striped animal from Will um, yep. and, and bred it to, one, to, to my, um, my original line, Tiger, and produced um, some animals that, you know, when they were hatched, they certainly were, were reddish in color, um, more, mm-hmm. more towards that rusty maroon color. Um, but still, they're still red, and you know, it was it was yeah. it was the first time I had actually crossed them into anything. So um, I was excited about that, and they produced a real a bunch of real nice animals um, over the course of like two or three seasons. Um, some of them actually went out to Paul Harris. He he he's using them now to produce some of the things that he that he produces with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept some here, and I wound up breeding my pair back together. Uh, that I raised up and, and again, produced some really nice striped animals, red as babies, sort of more of, um, you know, I hate to use the word, but they were more of a caramelly color um, as they got older. Um, mm-hmm. Not related to anything caramel that's out there now, but they, that's just to describe kind of what the, what, what the coloration on them was. Um, right. So, and, you know, Again, I was pleased with with what with what I produced, but uh, it didn't really. I didn't get the actual results that I was truly looking for, um, as far as like really red animals, um, and I, I still really haven't because I haven't you know I haven't crossed them into the the real red coastals that I'm working with now, which were from oh, against Will Leary's Madam Blueberry animal, which right. was a, a red coastal. Um, that had a really unique uh, um, 
for lack of a better word, silvery appearance as an adult. Mm -hmm. It was very silver, yeah. very light and very silver. Um, I, I, and I just, I haven't crossed the tigers into that. Well, I have, but I haven't been able to, to, to use what I've produced back to each other, back to the original animals that I, that from Madam Blueberry. Um, I know Eric has one of those, um, that was actually crossed into that, into that line. And uh, the last Molly. time I saw it, it looked pretty good. Oh, so, I love yep. that snake. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has he has one of Luke Snell's red jags, and I'm waiting for him to breed the red Snell jag to your uh, red tiger. So I'm waiting for that pair, and he keeps not doing it. And it's like, God damn it, will you just do it? it, it do you remember, Jason? It was that uh, jag I, I picked that. up for him? I know at, exactly uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, I want to think of a white plane. <laughs> The one we almost all like next just year, took it from next him. year, so, yeah. next year, next year, next year. He's yeah. honestly lucky he that that Owen made it home with that because they're about You're four or five. Right. Years. <laughs> yeah, how many times I go to White home. Plains and I'm almost mugged because I'm bringing one of Eric's animals home? I just we want to reduce that. Yeah, oh yeah, I had to run. <laughs> yeah, god damn it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's just I, well, I mean. That's just a whole nother show is the red. Yeah, I know we don't have time for this. <laughs> the red thing. But mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at those, if you look at the tiger and the jag and what it does with that red gene, I don't know. I don't know what you, uh, well, I know what you think, Jason, but uh, <laughs> that's just, well, it, <laughs> just tremendous results in the, I mean, you're looking at, that hasn't even really been selectively bred yet. I, th I think that's no, what you're saying. No, like, you haven't been able no, to cross no, those animals back, you know? Yeah. I've had a couple of slow growers that just really haven't matured quickly enough um, to, to put yeah. them in, into the rotation. Um, hopefully next season I'll be able to do that. Um, I actually got an animal back from somebody that was very Molly Ringwald-ish, not quite as nice as she was, but you know, has, has the characteristics that I was looking for that I know, you know will make some really nice striped animals if I can put the right male to her. So. Um, it's in it's in it's in very near future planning stages. It's, yeah, uh, I think it's something that's very cool. I mean, I think I bought into the red tigers too early because, like, the two years after that, you started cranking out the really bright red ones, and I'm like, crap! I already have like four, so uh, I kind of was hoping you kind of start shooting out some other stuff. So yeah, but, but those original different. those original red tigers still have some value to. Oh them dear God, I love them. They I use them for everything. <laughs> just, just put another, even put another Madame Blueberry red animal to that, and and I think you'll bring out that you know red coloration even more. Yeah. Um. I I put a Hycon to it, and I have this one holdback that's insanely red in color, and she's awesome. So I love them. Jason, do you think that ref, like would you think that that you'll be able to refine that a little better when breeding back that? You know that red that you're working with now, the Madame Blueberry red to that original red, as far as outcrossing goes and such. Um, I honestly don't know that that is in my plans at this point, um, mm -hmm. because I, I have I my plan is really to get that the animals that I pr produce from the the Madame Blueberry red genes mm -hmm. to get those back to each other. 
Gotcha. Um, I don't know if, if if some of you have seen like the reds that I produce this year that come out sort of almost albino looking. Um, I posted a few up on 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 a couple of the, the pages. Um, that's my intent. That that's where I want to get to to produce tigers mm -hmm. that are coming out with that that glowing look. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it, that's a whole nother show, but there's something <laughs> there's something there as well. There there's something right. genetic going on there. That's that's beyond the typical red coastal that that browns out as it gets older. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your experience is with uh, with the reds that you produce from that same clutch as Molly, but she's holding her color very well. I'm really surprised. You know, I like. Yes. I guess because I guess I'm probably just used to the 07 red tigers where they sort of as they age they they turn that different color whereas with molly she's staying on that you know that red side <laughs> yeah and and that so. was and that was that was my hope when i started using that male red coastal that that i produced from the madam blueberry stock because he's still red mm -hmm. and he's, he's he's still n notably red um compared to other red-lined animals that have either browned out or gone real silver color. He held that red color. And that was my hope that his offspring would start doing the same thing. And, and a couple of them, so the hand picked ones have, um, when, when, when I got a, when I started breeding those, you, you, you got a very, um, varied clutch. You, you yeah. had like sort of, you know, animals look like just regular coastals. You know, half tiger, half half not tiger, half red, half not red. Um, but there, you know, there was there was definitely different grades of red in those animals. And one, the ones at the higher end of that scale, as they as they matured into adults, seemed to be holding a good deal of the red color. And I think that that bodes well for the future when people start crossing these animals back uh, to other animals on that same line. That is, I mean, I, I know you were the first couple Madam Blueberry Red guys kind of started really, really, really good and kind of faded out a little bit. I mean, have you kind of seen that progress a little bit more where just a little bit longer, a little bit longer? I know you had that one boy, uh, but you have a bunch of other Madam Blueberry Reds that have kind of gotten a little older, right? That you could potentially use for expanding on the project even more. I did finally was able to do that this season, you know, okay. if, if you, if you want to, you know, just take the tiger talk out of it for a second, Go ahead. I was able, <laughs> I was able to take my, that, that original male that I use and finally breed it back to one of his, his clutch mates. Mm -hmm. That was, that was one of those low to medium red color, almost like a coffee color yeah. animal. And I was able from that, I produced two of those really stunning red animals. Um, so, you know, I would have to, I would have to get Nick Mutton on here to really explain the genetic aspect of it. But, um, I was, I was very happy because I, that to me said, well, it's genetic. It's gotta be, I, you know, two genes are, are lining up correctly right. to produce that, that particular color animal. So I've got mm. a few of those over the next year or two that I'll, I will be breeding those guys. I've got two males that, that, that both came out sort of that albino looking color. 
and mm -hmm. has stayed fairly red through, over the over the year. So they'll be uh, meeting up with some of their uh, clutch mates and some of um, their offspring in the next year or two. Okay. Yeah, that that uh, that sort of albino looking stuff is just insane <laughs> and then if you were to put that into a fully striped tiger oh my goodness that's just gonna are, are you starting to work any more projects like I, I know we've done the reds into the tigers are you trying to work anything else into the tigers like exantic uh albino ghost pick your color um i've never been a real big uh you know crossing the uh the subspecies and species line guy. I, I'm not, right. I'm not as adamant about it as others. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just say this and keep it cryptic. Those okay. albino tires look really good. <laughs> that was cryptic as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, just to give you would, an idea I would, of I would, how I would not be opposed to having one of those sitting around. There you go. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of like how the tiger can work, like the genes, I bred a, I wouldn't say she, I, I bred a somewhat, what did you say, Owen? Uh, nothing. Okay. No, you're going to, you're talking about those things that you won't let me buy again. You're pissing me off. Yeah. So go ahead. I bred a, uh, a banded albino, a banded albino. He, he was, a um, uh, Paul Harris, um, one of his breeders, um, to a citrus tiger, uh, which she doesn't have the best striping, uh, but her color is still the same. Is that is still like she's just an amazing colored snake. She's still yellow and black and crazy contrast. And um, offspring that I got from that clutch was all striped except for one mm -hmm. that's kind of like like sort of that what you guys were referring to as you know it's got a little bit of striping but you know it's like tiger line-esque you know had albino type of thing but uh i was really surprised mm -hmm. and when you throw in that darwin into the mix you know i, I don't know it just <laughs> that took it up another level you know so I, my idea is is that to get really really like there's albino tigers that are out there uh, over in in europe and they're beautiful but i think for me i want a really high contrast because i want to be able to see that stripe and mm -hmm. i think that those citrus tigers are going to be the trick so we'll see i, don't know. I think yeah you can go about it from a couple different angles, but that's certainly one that will get you there. Um, I might try a couple different things. Ah, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Now yeah, you're being cryptic. So, you're very cool. Just the one. I'll take we, that one. So, I, we, we need blood red albinos. Yeah, we do. I mean, come on. We need everything. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be happy unless I got everything. So, yeah well yeah i mean if you had I, well again just think of like i would i'm also curious i know this is off the tiger subject but you know i've been doing some research on boas as of late and uh, i see that um 
that when they talk about like bloody, bloody albinos and, and all these crazy albino things, and it's like really like insanely uh, colored. Um, I wonder what that red gene, dare I say it's a gene or genes, um, is going to do when you put that with albino. Because I'm just thinking of like what V look like, and then you put that, you know, that red snell jag and make it albino. That's just going to be crazy. <laughs> Nuts. But well, you're probably further along on that on on that project than I am because I haven't really crossed albinos into anything yet. Yeah. So, I mean, you're more the Frankenstein right. scientist than the rest of us on the end of this phone call. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Eh, uh, yeah, maybe. So. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I I would just love to see a really nicely striped exantic tiger. I think it would be cool. And then, of course, go hand-to-hand -hand with that with, like, a ghost tiger. Um, so, those I would, would love nice. to see both of those. I think the Azantic would, would – uh, I think the tiger would help clean up the Azantic a little bit as well. I would since, agree. Um, it, with its its light background, and, and, and a lot of those from that original line have really clean light mm -hmm. backgrounds. I think that would, uh, would help really give a nice presentation to the Azantic tigers. I mean, even just going from Exantic to Exantic Jag, you saw the color kind of step up a notch, and it kind of became more silvery blue in a lot of these Exantic yep. Jags. I'd really like to see that silvery blue organized into stripes. And then, of course, you can go hand in hand with that with what would an Exantic Tiger right to an Exantic Jag. I mean, what what would the Exantic Tiger Jags look like? I would I would go that route. I I, I like going long way around the barn, kind of to get the Exantic Tiger and then get the Exantic Jag to breed it instead of just tossing a tiger jag in an exantic. So I almost think that would make for better babies. So I have, uh, it's, it's, I can't believe you actually you sold have everything. This. You have no, everything. I can't believe oh. you, I can't believe you sold this Jason, but I have a, a female tiger that I thought she would have went last year, but, uh, she'll definitely go next year. She's perfectly striped from your original mm. line that you did back I think you did that pair. I think she might be 09 or 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. 09, I think it is. And uh, she's going to be with a um, Exantic uh, next nice. year. But Stop the, it. You're taking all my money. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the thing that I noticed, and maybe you could talk about this, is that she has um, – like. Maybe this is the different colors, but the khaki type of color. Is that typical right. of the original line um, tigers that you would see? Yeah. Khaki, I, I, I used to call it Manila. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. But, yeah, that, that was very typical of them. It was, And it was interesting that they were that light and that color because as babies, they came out so dark. Mm. You, could barely, yes. you could barely discern a stripe uh, when, they, when the originals were hatching out. Um, they were so dark. And then, but they lightened up very quickly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, uh, and you know what, I, again, another thing that I wonder why tigers have seemed to sort of, I guess with all the, the morphs and the crosses, and I think my personal opinion is, I think that uh, everybody sort of has this, uh, they want immediate results type of action, and they're not really taking the time to, uh, you know, selectively breed and, and, you know, that may, you have to take some 
you have to have some patience when you're working with, you know, tigers because, uh, you know, when you're breeding stuff into it and you might not get perfectly striped and then you got to mm -hmm. refine that a little bit and, you know, it takes some, some generations of breeding, but I think the, I don't know, the results are, are, are well worth that. Um, but that may be why you don't see like, you know, because if you breed a caramel to a zebra jag, you're going to get caramel zebra jags. But if you breed a tiger to a zebra jag, I don't know. The results are not as what I thought they would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, not giving up on it, but I, I know you did that same pairing, Jason. What are your thoughts on the zebra and the tiger and how that kind of works together? They're kind of conflicting almost. I I did that pairing this year. Um mm -hmm. I, I guess my opinion would be that those two genes aren't really meant to go together. Mm -hmm. um, now, that's not to say that when you breed maybe some of the offspring back together, you might get some different results, but the initial pairing um, doesn't seem to indicate that, that those two genes want to hook up with each other. Um, yeah. I got, you know, a couple mildly striped animals. I've got some decent-looking zebras. But none of the zebras, which is where I where I thought maybe the pattern would try to present itself, because my because I do get striped zebras from time to time from my original male, mm -hmm. so I uh, thought maybe putting the stripe in in into him or with him would would at least get me some moderately or mildly striped zebra animals, and I, that was not the case at all. None of the animals right. came out striped. Not even they didn't even have that sort of dark dorsal that I was getting on some of my just normal zebra pairings with, with normal jungles. So um, it, it initially it doesn't seem that the two genes match up now, you know, not to say that you take, you know, take one of those zebras that came from that striped line and, and breed it back to a striped animal that you might not get something else, but um, off the bat. Yeah. Nah. So let me ask you this. When you were when you were doing that pairing, what did you envision what a, a zebra tiger would look like? What did you what do you think the results would be? I thought maybe you would you would you would open up the zebra pattern a bit. Now I wasn't mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting you know to get like a nice dorsal a, a light dorsal stripe with with like sort of you know the zebra side pattern almost like a marble type um, mm -hmm. presentation. I mean it. That that's what I would want to see, but I didn't think I was going to get it off the bat. But I thought at least I'd open up the pattern a tad. But the zebras I produced were pretty tightly patterned. Yeah, mine so. looked different. I have zebras that were from uh, from tigers, and they look completely different. But I don't know if that's the coastal in it or if that's the tiger in it. You know, and I guess I don't know if you guys have ever seen a pixel blood python. But that's what nope. I envisioned a zebra tiger to look like. Um, look at I would kind of figured they look like pinstripe ball pythons. I, I mean, I always thought they would look like pinstripes, where almost like I was. Uh, that's what I was hoping for is that the zebra pattern would be kind of organized like a tiger, um, and you just kind of get these thin, really tiny stripes going down them. But uh, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Um, but I have seen, like, I, I have the Darwin zebra from you eric and that pattern is a lot less busy than the zebra that i have from jason it's like uh it's almost like the darwin kind of 
slowed down the pattern a little bit. So I don't know, maybe it can be organized. Maybe you need the right, the uh, kind of get the right keys there. Yeah. I, I did notice that the, the head patterns on the zebras that, that they were produced mm -hmm. from the tiger were, were much less busy okay. than your normal zebra head pattern. Huh. So I would agree with that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to make of that, but it, it was just an observation more than anything else. I'm not yeah. trying to read into it. But. Right. One of the uh, one of the things that I noticed, uh, this is jumping back to those 07 red tigers, and I'm curious if you've seen these results with any other tiger pairings that you've done. There seems to be like this peppering that sort of happens on the on the bald back. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that is that something that you see in in all the tiger lines, or is it just in that tiger? I don't think I noticed it as much until I did breed the red tiger because I remember that that red tri-stripe male had some peppering to him. Um, but when mm -hmm. I go back and look at some of the older photos, I do see some speckling um, in the original tigers. But it seemed it was it was like you know half the clutch would develop and half of it would stay pretty clean. So yeah. I think that's you know that's just inherent in 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 that line of animals. Okay. Yeah, I mean some. I, I have one that I really like the way I, maybe it's just cause it looks different. You know, I like that peppery look and then others where I just appreciate that, you know, the real clean bald back type of thing. But, uh, I don't know. I like them both. So, okay. What about, um, I know this is going back a little bit, but, um, when, when Ted Thompson did those, uh, what he called high contrast, tigers i guess um yeah and he bred them to high con queenslands um uh -huh. was that a was that yeah, a joint pairing that he did with you or is that just animals that he bought from you and and that's it was direction? it was an animal that that he acquired from me and that that was all him yeah okay. he did that with dave prada gotcha yeah i i thought all the high con tigers came through the dave prada stuff um and I know that he was kind of producing a bunch of uh, really kind of yellowy tigers there for a while. So I'm not sure. Uh, I think he's kind of backed off for a little bit. I haven't seen tigers at his table in a while. So no, he, I don't think he's working with, with them as much anymore. Um, I, you know, that's, I guess, you know, it didn't, it, for him, it wasn't a project that he thought he wanted to sustain, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, why, why do you, what's your thoughts on why you think maybe the, what do you think? Why maybe the tiger carpet python really isn't uh, in the forefront of uh, people's projects? I mean, maybe we're biased because all three of us are working. I have several know. tigers. They're <laughs> <So. laughs> really, really and, strong. And I always say that nothing beats a really nicely striped tiger like ever on a table. Like, come on. So, yeah. I'm a sucker. I, I mean, stripes, I, so. unfortunately, I think it's a, it's a flavor of the month syndrome. Um, yeah. Coupled with, you know, the inconsistency, inconsistency which with, with the, the clutch results. Um, mm. like, and like you mentioned earlier, people didn't really, it, it's a patience project. So you have to, you know, you're not going to get, unless you get two really nicely striped animals, you're not going to get the results you want from the first go round. Right. So um, it's it's definitely a project that takes a little bit of time to develop, and and you have to you know 
start breeding animals back that you produced yourself. And you know, that, you know, you know how long it takes years to do that. And we're in an on-demand uh, world these days. And, and if, if people, sometimes if people can't get what they want right away, they tend to abandon the project because they just don't have the patience to deal with it. Yeah. And plus other morphs have, have, have come to the forefront. There's so many other things out there now that, um, that people want to see and want to work with. And, um, you know, and until somebody uses a tiger to produce something crazy, uh, you know, they, they're going to still kind of stay maybe in, not in the background, I wouldn't say, but they're not, they're not going to be, you know, the first thing people are looking at. Right. Which is, which in yeah. my opinion is a mistake, but you know, yeah. again, I, I'm biased, so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I can. I think everyone should have a good, really nice pair of tigers because sometimes they blow you away with the stripes that they produce. So, you know. I know, but like when I think of like we were saying earlier at the uh, at the at the onset of the show that um, you know I'm working with uh, you know as I was talking about my super caramel zebra caramel zebra clutch, and like you know it's really shocking that um, we don't get. Um, that we don't get more disasters when it comes to these morphs we're working with. But I don't know, sometimes when I'm looking at Jags, I really like Jags, uh, you know, and, and I like what they produce. And, but sometimes when I see that thing just corkscrewing and I'm, and then I open the cage and look at the tiger and it's like perfect. I don't know. <laughs> it makes me think like, uh, maybe I should be working with, with this and not that, not that I don't like Jags or I'm against Jags or anything like that. Cause I have tons of them. It's just that, I don't know. They seem to be, uh, there's like, there's no issues with them that I, that I've seen. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen anything, but to me, I don't know. They, they, they seem to be great eaters. Um, vicious little monsters. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, <laughs> you know? there's, there, I've, I've not seen anything and, uh, I always do like the idea that a tiger will totally surprise you with its color. Um, just kind of out of the blue, one day you open the tub and it's like, holy crap, the colors have appeared in the stripes and the back is yellow or red or orange or whatever, tacky, whatever the hell color it's going to be. And it's just, and what's really cool is with these mixings. I mean, I bred a red tiger to a high con tiger and I got khaki, yellow, orange, and red all tigers all from the same clutch. So I'm like, all right, we'll just do this for the rest of our lives. So, um, you can kind of enjoy that kind of stuff. And I definitely think they are maybe not overlooked, just more of like a put on the back burner kind of a thing. And you can have fun with these guys. So, yeah, they definitely have, they're, they're a rock solid, you know, lot of animals. Um, mm -hmm. they, they, they don't present too many problems uh, health-wise, and, you know, they obviously don't present any sort of neurological issues that some, you know, the Jags, you know, have. But, you know, and again, as far as using them as an ingredient, it just takes patience to get what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess my other point, I guess, with that would be is especially with the pricing and how things have have come down a bit and whatnot, you would think that a project like that, that where you can only, it's not as consistent. It's, it's more like what you're seeing with chondros, but the results are going to be, uh, you know, are going to be fantastic. I would think that that animal would hold more value for longer, you know, because they're not as easy as to produce, you know? So, 
but it almost seems like yeah, some people how some people hold tigers in a higher regard, and then the other ones just kind of, you know, just just don't. And they'll huck them around for two hundred bucks or whatever. It's just kind of what is so. Yeah, I think uh, one more thing. I was thinking uh, when Owen, you were talking about your clutch from this year. Um, I remember. I think Jason, wasn't it that you bred your 07 Red Tigers together and produced that animal that was in the calendar the one year? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was well, a direct result of, of that of that pairing. So you were absolutely right because that kind of slipped my mind until Owen said that that those were some amazing animals and <laughs> those animals are like I, I don't know and I, I think of tigers kept some of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> I made that mistake <laughs> so and, and I made yeah. the mistake of not producing more of them I haven't I don't think I've done that pairing since to be honest with you I was I was more concerned with with um, getting some more color into that line mm -hmm. sure that I sort of I, I I didn't really stick with the, those two animals producing the, the caliber of animals that they did. Um, yeah. that, that whole clutch was, was, was stellar. Yeah. Obviously you had a couple standouts, but on the whole, I mean, it really was a good looking clutch. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Right. I, you know, we all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> we all sell that one that we wish we had back. Unfortunately, yeah. it all seems to go to Eric, which pisses me <laughs> off. So, well, you know, you, you sell these things, yeah, you know, because obviously you can't keep them all, and you know, no. we all yeah. have we all have different you know projects that we're working on, and that that sort of sometimes you know divert our attention to other projects that that we have. But you know, it's nice to know when you go to these local shows that and people are buying stuff from you that you know you know where the animal is you know and you know the potential the animal has and eventually you know if you don't do it somebody will eventually you're going to get to see you know that that project come to fruition somewhere along the line Definitely. you know take take the dollars and cents out of it you know you just want to see you want to see that one animal you want to see you know the animal that you had you know envisioned in your mind when you when you first started pairing stuff up what what's Absolutely. really cool is that um my my first jag or boy jag boy that I ever got was from you and its sire was actually that red tri-stripe male and mm -hmm. he's produced tiger jags for me and that one tiger jag I bred into red tigers that I got from you and I have this one little baby that hatched this year that looks like that red tri-stripe boy um from way back when so I'm he was like, a super neat animal. I'm like, and holy crap, he, there you are. <laughs> it's like, you know, I've only not seen you for three generations, but all right. So I, I don't know. I think I yeah, might hold I on mean, to that one. Yeah, I um I definitely th that was an animal that I that I truly enjoyed having. He I lost him a little too early. He had a um an, an enlarged heart. Oh so um he he didn't he didn't produce more than you know two or three clutches I think when it was all said and done, but um, I wished I had been able to do more with him. Yeah, because it, he and I think I I'll, I'll post a picture of him here in a second, um, but I think he uh, he had some potential in and of himself. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that that that's honest to God what drew me to the whole 
Red Tiger projects as well as got me on the hook for the Jag at the same time because of that boy. And I truly like the way he looked. He was just so cool looking. So, I don't know. I'm kind of glad that there's something kicking around with that. Oh, I found him. I'm going to post there. him. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, he was a very unique animal um, yeah. at that time. There was nothing mm -hmm. else out there like him. The Reds hadn't really started um, popping up yet, mm -hmm. and he was one of the first one. And obviously, you know, not the Reds that we're seeing now, not the caramel stuff, but certainly something unique at the time. That's awesome. So you know, I'm I'm looking at that uh, I'm looking at that original male tiger that mm -hmm. you purchased and it does have like uh it seems to have like yeah. a lot of that 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 peppering on the back he got Man, that, look at that head. when he got <laughs> when he got into his his later years that came out yeah yeah have you seen kind of a connection between the peppering like uh with adults with peppered on the back and producing babies that don't have any peppered on the back or vice versa or does it just kind of happen it, yeah, it, it, it's just inherent in that line of animals. Um, and it, it, like I said, some clutches you'll get none. Mm -hmm. uh, others you get 50-50. And you really can't tell until the animals have gotten a little older. It's kind of like jungles. You, you, you really don't see, you don't see the smudging until they get to a certain age. Right. So. right. Um, I'm looking at... Uh... I'm look. I'm. We're looking on. I'm looking on Morelia Python Radio uh, <laughs> group page. But um, I, I. It was funny. I go and look at Facebook, and there's all these things on the page, and I'm like, wow. People tiger, 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 tiger. Yeah, all right. Freaking stripes everywhere. So. Jason, when you're breeding these, I seem to see like the tail. Is that the last part to uh, to to hold the stripe? Like if you're breeding together, is that? really the last part of the animal that usually is not striped yeah you'll usually get that little break in the tail okay i don't know if, if it's just a you know as, as the gene you know forms itself down the back of the animal it just it, it loses steam or what I, I i again i'm not a genetic expert but i did see that a lot yeah i would imagine though i would think with breeding eventually you could get an animal that had solid striping right i mean yeah, you've I seen mean, them with it to the tail yeah because i'm looking at your f2 female tiger and that thing looks like it's pretty much perfectly striped yeah she I, honestly she may have had a break at the tail i i honestly can't remember um mm -hmm. but i would say 90 98 of her were striped yeah wow and she That's she awesome. is really she that animal there is really the the you know, I know we got that first really nice tiger jag, you know, Will and I did, a, did the pairing, but she was really the animal that established the mm -hmm. tiger jags. Mm -hmm. um, she produced a, a really decent number of them over the, over the years. So, and she's also the one who produced the red tigers for the first time as well. Nah, yeah. She's that's so that, clean. Yeah. That's what I like of that. It's, you get that nice clean, back i mean jesus that's awesome yeah. and then if you look if you look at that i, I posted the red tri-stripe male yeah if you look at him mm -hmm. you'll see where a lot of the peppering comes from in the red tigers too he's got a lot of peppering along the sides and 
So I'm waiting for my awesome. thing to uh, to up. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, absolutely. See, I love that guy. He's he so just cool it was looking. really a unique animal, even it, from the head pattern to the color. Yes. Um, everything was just at the time not being a tiger. You know, you could have established a line in and of itself with just him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was, did you hit on the history of him? He came from Will Leary, right? He came from saying? Will Leary, and that's all I know about him. Will had uh, very little. Will acquired him. Will did not produce him. And he gotcha. was, you know, he never really explained to me where he came from. Some of the best stuff just shows up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you find it in a freaking bin at freaking Hamburg. It's awesome. So yeah. it's, those are fantastic. Jeez, everybody's got these good tigers popping up all over here. I, mean, I think honestly, the the coastal genus itself is is coming back into popularity. Again. I love yeah. coastals; those are those are always my bread and butter. You've got so. the tigers, you've got the caramels, you've got yep. the xanthics, you've got yep. you've got you know my red line of stuff. Um, there's just so many morphs out there with the coastal that yeah, and you have the breakdowns even in and of itself. You have the tiger, but then you got all the different flavors of tiger. Yeah, so. It's there's also there's also the <coughs> albino <coughs> in uh, Australia. It's in Australia. It's in Australia. <laughs> Stop getting my hopes up for a legitimate coastal like albino stuff. All right, that's enough. I have to throw out all my albinos when the albino coastal show up here. Just like get the Darwins out of here. I don't want them anymore. So that's just which okay. is. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's room for both. <laughs> yeah, coming exactly. from you, coming from you, who's had, I mean, you, I, I'm surprised you haven't strangled your albino Darwin with all the stuff that he put you through. So I did. He did redeem himself finally this year. So um, he hopefully now he's, he's on the right path. <laughs> yeah. So, geez. so. I guess we have two more questions and then I just, we can hit on maybe what you got going on this year and then uh, um, anything else you want to hit on as far as tigers go. But if somebody wanted to get into say uh, a tiger project, what would you, what would you tell them? What would you recommend to them? Um, I guess the first thing I recommend is know what you're getting, where you're getting it from and the validity of the line of animals that person is working with. I, I think if, if you really want to start a tiger project and you know, when I say tiger, I mean this line of animals um, mm-hmm. that we've been talking about all night, um, you really need to research who you're getting them from and where they got theirs from and, and so on and so forth. Because otherwise, you know, again, not to put any other lines you know, down because they're all unique in their own right. But if you want this specific line of animals, you, you got to know where they came from. Right, and they got to be traced back to the original, r- original tiger from Neville James. Right. This is why its uh, lineage is so important to. Uh, you know, I love it when we talk certain. to Jason. I can get pictures of like parents that I need, so I just start to, like you know I'm just saving away. Take this one. <laughs> I need. I need that one. Awesome. Oh, just ask Dave Kelly. I'm very forthcoming with information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to. I need to take a minute. I'm gonna go over here. I just spit <laughs> my water the show. out. <laughs> Continue the show without me. Uh, 
Very good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as we were saying, but um, no, but I mean, if you really wanted, to, it, and I, I think it's a great project. If anybody's looking to get into it, um, obviously there, you know, just about anybody who got who has tigers from me, um, you know, Owen, Eric, um, any of those guys, you, you feel comfortable with getting some of their offspring because you, you can, you can depend on where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Direct from you. You know, it was the, the moments of standing in front of your table for hours on end, you know, and now that I, now that I run the table, I must've been really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, this actually is probably bad business for me and probably for Owen, but honestly, if I were to get into tiger carpets, not that Owen and I or anybody else that's producing tigers, you know, I would get offspring from them. But if you're really going to work with the line, you should really have a tiger from Jason Balin. I mean, you really right. should. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's I'll say it for you, Jason, because I mean, that's really the case because you want to be, if you really want to work with a specific line, you need, and even though our animals trace back, I don't know. I think there's just some kind of, there's something just added because you've done the work for all these years into these animals. And, you know, I, I, I just think that you should, you should have an animal in your collection that's directly from you and the animals that, you know, produced what we're working with, you know? Well, yeah. I appreciate that. And, and, and over the, <laughs> the last couple of seasons, I've really, um, I, I've decided to kind of get back to those original, uh, appearing mm-hmm. animals. And, and, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out so much this year. Cause that one male Eric that you mentioned that, that was on the, uh, the calendar, it just does mm-hmm. not seem to want to, um, sure and and get the job Jack done ass. but he he's he's definitely back we'll be back in the rotation this coming season uh to right. to do just that uh he some of the he had he's he's a red animal but he his characteristics also scream original line too so, um he's definitely probably going to be my new cornerstone animal once i i get you know him ready and willing to breed that's awesome yeah, he's a fabulous animal, <laughs> uh, yeah. no doubt. Okay, anything else you want to hit on tiger-wise? Because we have a couple of questions that are not tiger-related. Non-tiger-related, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's totally fine. I think I think we discussed the tiger at length. I think I think everybody kind of knows uh, where it came from, what it is, and and you know how you can produce it. So, right, hit me. Yeah. Okay. Um, you guys are all good. Well, <laughs> people want to hear about, uh, you know, your Timor pythons. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going on with them. What's your experience with them so far? I mean, I know you were on here before a little while ago talking about them. Uh, what, what's uh, your updates on Anything them? change? Yeah. Nothing's changed there. There were, I, you know, I did get copulations this season from them. Unfortunately, I, I did not get any eggs, so it'll be an, Another season, hopefully, uh, both the females that I have um, will have gone, will have been with me now for you know better than a season, and hopefully that's that's what was going on. They just hadn't settled in 
from being, you know, transported around and, and, and coming into a new environment. So, um, right. What I've, what I've found about them is they're very, they're, you know, and, and, and this is typical of them. They're very skittish animals. Um, they don't, they, they just don't like a lot of attention. Um, mm-hmm. so I try to leave them alone and try to let them kind of do their thing on their own. But, uh, you know, hopefully within the next year or so, you know, I'll, I'll be getting a decent clutch of those as well, or maybe two. Um, have you gotten, like, I heard that they are, uh, not biters, but they're shitters. Have you kind of had a issue with that kind of stuff? Um, the one, w- which was probably either wild caught or farm raised, um, animal definitely does not, it, it does not mind just drenching you with, with, with her. That is lovely. I don't want Oopsie. these animals anymore. Yeah. Put me on the list. <laughs> <laughs> they will just they're just they're, oh. they're just explosive and they just they just let it go uh, oh, the younger God, animals no. that i have seem not to be as prone to doing that um so hopefully that's something that can be um bred out of them as as more captive babies produced and are handled mm-hmm. from a very young age on you know into adulthood and I, I i think maybe it, it's more behavior is genetic so are you working with captive born and bred or are these captive hatched or are they wild caught? Um, I think I'm working with all the above, to be honest with you. I think the, the one large female I have, I think is at least farm raised. Um, mm-hmm. the, the couple of the younger things I have are, are probably captive born, but not captive bred and born. So gotcha. I think they range I would... from. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go for it. I was going to say, I would think that maybe, maybe the the problem with breeding them is the fact that they are so skittish that they yeah. need to feel, you know, like white lips, really comfortable. Yeah, I, and I thought about that too. I use opaque tubs, you know, for mm-hmm. for, for the egg boxes, but I'm I'm actually thinking maybe um, putting sort of an opaque covering on their cage so, so they get light but they don't necessarily can, they can't really see exactly what's going on outside their environment so you know Frost right. glass, might be yeah. some, that might be something that would help them yeah. do you have them in cages or or caging you have them in both i have them in tubs and in um boa file cages so the bigger you find ones a difference that, that, um no their behavior is the same in either a cage yeah. or a tub um as soon as you as soon as you open the tub, they're 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 right up there, and they're not big. They're really not biters, but they are mm-hmm. they are very you know they'll come right out at you, and it, nice. from the instant the, the tub starts moving, <laughs> on so that's nice. cool. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> also horrible. <laughs> but again, the younger ones, you know, the ones that I got that are, that I probably got as yearlings are much better mm-hmm. than the ones that I have that I got as adults. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, we have an, uh, another question about any idea on proper size, like uh, when they reach sexual maturity as opposed to full-grown adult? Um, well, I, it's interesting because I have a what I would consider a very large female, and, mm-hmm. I, and I have what, you know, we can, at the time, what I considered a decent-sized female, but until I got this big female, the size mm-hmm. difference, I think they're, they're probably – a mature female is probably a little bit bigger than we originally, well, than I originally thought 
a, a mature female would be for that for that species. I was I, I knew nothing about them when I started getting them. So um, mm -hmm. seeing seeing the two females side by side, I'm I'm thinking the one female's nowhere near ready to go. Was this the large? You you got the large female at Hamburg, right? Was that the big I one? I did. Yeah. Picked up. All right. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that. That was that was a writhing pillowcase of pissed off. So yeah, I was. <laughs> what with that? She's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> delightful. Yeah. Do you have the? Uh, I have to, I might have to send it to you if you don't have it. The uh, Baker Bakers, the Barker's paper on the Timors when they produced them. I think I think you did send that to me already. I think I do have okay. that. All right, okay. cool. So yeah. uh, hopefully you it's get hard to find. Yeah. It's hard to find any kind of information out there. Uh, yeah. No, there. Yeah. yeah, there really isn't a lot. Um, yeah, I know, I know Todd Eric's and Carrie are working with a, with a with a good group of them as well. Wow. Oh, cool. Why all of a sudden do you think the Timors popped up as popularity? Because I know you're not the only Morelia guy that got into them. They just all of a sudden seem um, to be the next thing to kind of swing your bat at. Well, it, it, that's what it was. I, I saw them, and they're very Morelia-esque <laughs> yeah. um, in appearance, but but so much different. Mm -hmm. Their caught my eye. Their pattern mm -hmm. you know, caught my eye. Their, their head scalation was very Bolin-esque. I liked that. Um, so yeah, it was, there was, it was a number of aspects of, of the species that really kind of, you know, started my gears turning. I saw him about, you know, three or four years ago at Tinley, uh, when Luke Snell brought his to give to somebody else to Jeremy. And, mm -hmm. uh, I said, wow, that's, that's an interesting species. I, you know, and then I, I just sat and stewed on it for a couple seasons until <laughs> I was able to get them. You, uh, <clears throat> the, um, uh, there's a question about, uh, what, what is the size for an adult? Like your big female, what size do you think she is? Oh, she's seven and a half, six feet. She's, she's six feet. I would say, yeah, I would say I would compare to a, a, you know, what we would consider a mature female jungle size. Okay. okay. Not that huge. Gotcha. I was expecting bigger. So, all right. You know what they remind me of, and I guess it's because they're kind of lumped in now with them. Retics. But, uh, retics. Retics. You know, retics. They're retics. very yeah. retic-esque. <laughs> yeah. The, the head scalation is very different, though. If you look at their the, yeah. the scales on their head, it it, it it's very unique. Oh, uh, yeah, they're, they're one of those that I think uh, if I had the room, I'd probably get a pair. But it, I'm already running out of space as it is, and I just moved here. So I can't justify doing this. <laughs> so uh, maybe well, one day once find. you guys are producing. Well, I'm waiting for you two. Like Jason's going to breed them, and then Eric will buy them, and then eventually they'll trickle down to me. <laughs> well, I'm saying Jason will produce them, Eric will buy oh, them, and then I'll wait until Eric produces them. It'll be fine. Uh, you know, the trickle-down effect. It'll be fine. You have a lot of patience, my friend. <laughs> I do for sure. <laughs> for shit that I'm like, I maybe want it. Yeah, I can wait. You know. Yeah. Um, I'll move heaven and earth to stuff I want. I was gonna say with the uh, with the success of the Morelia etc. Facebook page, um, do you find yourself mm -hmm. wanting to get into um, more and more uh, different species etc. <laughs> I do. Um, 
I definitely, you know, as, as much as I love Morelli and the carpets and, and I will always work with them, you know, I, I do find myself sort of now looking outside and, and looking at different projects, you know, I, I've got kids, so they want different things. So, you know, we, we have a, you know, we've got some lizards here now we've got, you know, a, you know, a few different select colubrid projects going on. Uh, so it, it definitely, you know, there, there are other things you want to look at. You know, you don't to have a, you know, when you go to a show and have a table full of, which is great and I love it, but mm -hmm. you kind of limit yourself to who, to, to who you're, um, who you're, you know, reaching. So mm -hmm. if you've got other things on your table to bring people in, you, you know, then they, then they get, then they start looking at the carpets as well. And so it's sort of a dual, a dual purpose type of deal, but I, I definitely find myself looking outside the carpet world for new projects. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've kind of, you've lit that bug, that page especially has lit that bug. Um, it coincided when I met up with Matt and getting into the bloods and uh, the short tails and the, uh, you know, it just seemed like all these different species of, of things that, you know, I don't know that, I sort of like all my focus has been on carpets that I sort of overlook these other things. And now I find myself more and more wanting to uh, thin down sort of my carpets. Not I, I will always have carpets and always work with, you know, all the different morphs and stuff. But I, I don't know. There's just so much out there. Uh, so much cool mm -hmm. stuff. Like I think of uh, Jamie and his uh, his. Uh, tree bows that he got this San, sanzina yeah is that what they're called? Yeah. oh my god i they're they're awesome looking but i can't say that too loud or matt minutola is going to make fun of me for liking another boa species so they're okay <laughs> yeah no they're awesome well, man <laughs> yeah they are lord knows i don't want to uh, toot jamie's horn but jamie is a perfect example of somebody who who was working with a completely different species yeah. animal he worked exclusively at the time with lizards had a few snakes yeah. here and there but i mean his main focus was 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 geckos and lizards and he's somebody who who got into carpets just by you know being around us and seeing seeing yeah, some yeah, of the stuff true. that we were producing and that that's a perfect example of 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 doing more than just one thing yeah that, and that's who that etc page was made for that somebody exactly like that yeah, just for Jamie. Yeah, I, th so. I think it sometimes was, I mean, the <laughs> <laughs> nice. Everybody else I just did. joined. I don't know why. <laughs> so. yeah. I dig that guy. He's he's an awesome guy. Um, he's very special. Like yeah, he plays guitar. So um. yeah, well, we we relate on. So it's funny. I it's weird. I can tell the musicians in 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 our group because. When uh, I put up, uh, there was an album that I really dug the other day, and I put it up. And you know, it had to be really good in order for me to put it on Facebook because my page, I don't post nothing on it, um, like personal <laughs> like that. And then all of a sudden, no. him, somebody, uh, who was the other? I forget who the other person was, but they're the only two that liked it, you know. And I'm like, oh yes, the true musicians of the group. Everybody else, screw off, you know. Go to but, hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's cool. Um, so what, do you have any, uh, eye, your eye on any, uh, projects in particular that you want to be getting into <laughs> over the next year? 
you're gonna you're gonna um, dust off the Bullens project. I mean, I know you just dusted off one of your Collierbird projects, so I did. Um, I Bullens are are in the uh, not too distant future, probably. Um, I'll get I'll yes. go back to those. Um, I they're you know, and I. I'm even saying the words out loud and I can't believe I'm saying because I was so against it for so many years. But now that my kids have lizards, there are a bunch of lizard species out there that really kind of float my boat. So, you know, the Abronia stuff, the Chinese geckos, the, all that, th those things really intrigue me. I haven't, I haven't jumped onto either boat yet, but uh, you know, I've, I've come right. very close. I know you have so. a colony of Cresteds, right? Isn't that your, uh, isn't that your daughter's the crested geckos? I or, do. Or do I you do. take care of them? <laughs> so no, um, hey, I, I'll, I'll give my daughter her her props. I don't do anything with them anymore. Awesome. Um, I, in, in the beginning, I started. I, I helped her, and you know, but and she doesn't even want me to do anything. She, she goes, "Dad, just leave them alone. Just, just I'll take care of it. Stop it. <laughs> You're a snake guy. Don't touch these. Stop touching them. Yeah. All right. So, fine. And even 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 if I buy one that I like for me. And I told her, I'm, I got this one for me. I, I, she goes, just give it to me. I'll take care. I know what I want to do. With it. <laughs> I know, I know who I'm putting it. I, I've, I've already got plans. So. <laughs> All well, right. I so. know, I know. On the show, a lot of times you hear people, and I know on Facebook, there's a lot of doom and gloom about the reptile hobby and all this stuff. But I, I, I personally see a more positive spin on things. Everybody complains about, you know the morph market crashing and all this stuff, mm -hmm. whether it's carpets or ball pythons or whatever. But it seems to me like we're doing a more round out uh, type of thing to where the people that are really into reptiles are starting to work with the species that they, they really like and not necessarily have to be on team carpet or team chondro or team ball python or whatever. You know what I mean? You can have carpets and have, you know, crested geckos and you can have, uh, you know, cave geckos and work with, uh, you know, ball python. It just seems that, more people more and more are getting into things that they that they really like and at the end of the day i think that's the best thing that could happen for the hobby you know i agree I mean, you mean we can't just stick with carpet pythons and spit on everything else i got no, in this for uh, the wrong reason damn it <laughs> damn it all right you have I'll to try. learn how to play well with others <laughs> <laughs> no Owen cannot <laughs> <laughs> yes Owen cannot no, but um, hey, it, it'll be. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I get to get my table back at Hamburg, and maybe maybe I'll be near Jason again. I haven't been down at your neck of the show for years, so one can. You'll be hope. at uh, you'll be, be at Carpet back. Row this year, right? Uh, yeah, Jason, Jason, you're going to Tinley, right? Oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Okay. <laughs> it, I, I it, always end up having fun at Tinley with Jason. <laughs> it, it, it's my favorite weekend on the calendar. Yes, <laughs> I would agree. I mean, myself, Howard, Julie, um, you guys, uh, the Chris's from Headhunter should be there. Nice. Um, it just, you know. Jeremy, it, it's just a, it's just, it's a great gathering of people. You know, it's great to sell some animals and we enjoy that too and, and get to see some animals, but it's, it's really, 
the really the one time a year where we all get that you know we all get together and and get and get to cut loose you know so i i i really it's my favorite weekend of the year i am looking forward to it it's going to be i mean uh in october or i'm sorry it was uh, march i went and i didn't really have anything so i just hung out with you and howard behind the table but uh i do enjoy the uh the after stuff you know the you have the show but then you get to go and you pal around with you know all your friends and it's all your like-minded carpet guys and then we end up back at that one bar and you know hilarity ensues it's all good so, i'm not sure what you're talking about neither do i <laughs> <laughs> and there's all there's a rumor that um mr jamie carnes himself will be uh very a carpet row adjacent yes really <laughs> so we can throw things at him see that's that's the one thing that uh, i i always liked about jason's no matter where my table is at hamburg I can expect a wet paper towel balled up to be chucked at my head at some point during the show. And right. sometimes he's gotten it across like five aisles in between people. He's getting really good at his aim. I mean, I have to give him props for that. It so, is pretty impressive. I <laughs> <laughs> See, I prefer when Owen, you don't go so we can burn your business cards. That's <laughs> oh, I have that picture. I still have that picture. I love that picture. <laughs> I'm like, you have new business cards What the hell? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we said uh, the table's paid for for us and the hotel yep. is booked. So we're good to go. Yeah, Carpet man. Row, we are, we're in. So fantastic. Cool. Yeah, it, it, it'll be a really good time. Anybody who's listening who um, can make it out to Chicago Tinley Park for that NARBC show. It, it, it really is a fantastic time. Um, yep. You get to see all the people that you hear about. You get to, you get to see their animals, you get to talk to them, you know, it, and it, and then, you know, you get, you get to hang out, you know, with them, uh, you know, on a non reptile level in the evening as well. So it's, it, it really is fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a good time. I got to feed yeah, my we animals. Did that. This, so I'm good. Tell me sure everybody's big and ready for October. So, <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, okay. Anything else you want to hit on, Jason? Before you, uh, before we uh, end the show, or um, just yeah, no. The tigers are great. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's ever been <laughs> on the fence about getting into that project, you know, you you really should, and you know. There, there are some great people out there producing them. You know, your your show hosts being two of them. You know, go get some, try yeah. them out. They they really are. It's a fun. It's a fun morph, um, for lack of a better word. And it, you know, I think you'd be really happy, you know, with the results you get when you when you start bringing those things together. It's pretty cool. Rock yeah. and and again, like Eric said, they're rock solid. Yeah, you know, you've got you've got no quirks or or anything going on with that with that with that line of animals. Nope. Yeah. Sweet. And you can see all the lineage over on Morelia Python Radio page. <laughs> that pretty it's much is to look yeah. at. <laughs> Go all the way back. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I may even have a lineage chart somewhere before lineage charts were cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hipster lineage? <laughs> oh, my God. I think I did a little PowerPoint presentation, as a matter of fact, that, I, that never went anywhere, but I still have it. <laughs> no shit. All right. At least you got it, you know. 
for later purposes. Look at you. That must have been all those Chondro people you're hanging out with down in Maryland. Yeah, that's what Maryland is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, must, they must have rubbed off on you in the early days. Yep. Well, you know where it came from. You know, it was just it, we were trying to figure it out. And, and mm. when I started putting different pairings up on a screen and, and with results from those pairings, it it, it kind of helped kind of see where see where they were going, what the, what the genes were doing and what kind of clutch results you were getting. You know, 50, 50, not 50, 50, you know, 100 percent, not 100. You know, it, it, it did help kind of sort of break it down. Mm. Right. Awesome. Very cool. So you will be at Hamburg on August 1st, Jason? I will be at Hamburg on August 1st. I'm coming back from vacation a day early so I can be at Hamburg on August 1st. Oh, I hope we have a good show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Although, otherwise, otherwise, it's going to be one of those, I came back from vacation for this, and those are never good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good times. Bring your fan. I'll, I'll, bring, I'll, br I'll bring the fan, and I'll... I'll bring I'll bring you some Knob Creek for you. You can go ahead and do that. So oh, oh you shouldn't bring it a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unprofessional, Owen. What's I wrong with you? Care. <laughs> um, I do have uh, one last question before we hop off. What uh, what's your most anticipated uh, pairing that, for next year? Do you have it thought out yet? What you're uh, thinking of doing? Um, there are a couple pairings um, that I really am looking forward to. I'm looking forward, well, not not to be you know completely uh, queer about it, but that I am looking for a really really good tiger pairing from next year. Using that one male, and I've got a couple different females that um, I think he would go well with. Nice. Um, okay. So that's yeah. I, I really want to see. I've yet to see what he can produce. He's he's uh -huh. he's he's a near perfectly striped animal as well. Um, and I've got a you know two two tigers to breed him back to that that's just for some really neat stuff. Um, Very cool. There's some zebra stuff I'm looking forward to um, for next year as well. I got some really good results when I bred the the Delia uh, zebra to the Brinkley zebra. I'm I'm going to repeat that pairing. Nice. Um, I got some really what I think are going to be some really nice, super yellow, well-patterned animals from that. So, and the team wars too. So, it's hard cool. to choose just one pairing, but it you know, is. I've got, it's I've very got hard. A good four or five that I really want to lock down for next year. That's awesome. Okay. How about you guys? Uh, what's yeah. your most anticipated pairing? I got no freaking idea. So. Um, um, Eric has an idea out to about the year 2000. Of course he does. I know he's got the book. That's why he yeah. has the book. Uh, probably. I can take over oh, the hosting man. job for a minute and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been on this side of the fence. Uh, yes, um, you have. <laughs> uh, open the book and do, all you do is pick. Come pick on. 2016. You already have it mapped Turn out. Turn the pages faster. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably uh, I have a, as far as crazy morphs go, um, uh, two. I have a granite jag going to a zebra heck granite. Um, I really dig this super zebra granite. I, I think they're just cool looking. Um, so I'm hoping uh, to get to there. Um and then I have uh, caramel heck granite going to a caramel jag heck granite. Uh, 
which will be uh, cool. Um, I guess as far as just straight stuff, uh, I hope to breed Darwin's next year. Um, they're from the Terry Phillip line, but I'm crossing them with the, I call it <laughs> for lack of a better word, I call it a PC Darwin. Um, mm. it's almost, if you've ever heard of poster child IJ, it's very similar looking like no black on the animal at all. Um, and I'm breeding those two. So they will be outcrossed Darwin's. Um, I have an exanic zebra. But I don't think that you'll be ready. So I kind of put that one on the back burner. And right, here's another probably, question. Yeah. <laughs> go, no, go ahead. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Go, go ahead. ahead. No. <laughs> All right. Well, my question for Eric is, so you, you're, looking, you're looking five years down the road. With, with right? your, what is the one animal that you have in the back of your mind that you want to produce in the next five years, it's that one animal that just, you know, is your, your Holy grail. What, what, what would that be? Oh, I know what mine is. <laughs> Holy shit. That's Wait hard to say. Uh, yeah, no, come on. <laughs> uh, the Holy grail. Probably. Jason's asking all the hard I'm, questions. <laughs> if I was going on a morph, I would say albino citrus. Diet. It doesn't matter. You, you, okay. It doesn't matter what morph, non-morph, whatever it is. What What is the one animal that just lights up the back of your brain? That uh, I, I, I'd say you're going to be your albino citrus tigers. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th I think yep. they're just oh, going to be wild. Rough scale. Easy rough scale. Next five years, rough scales. Dear Lord, <laughs> I got the girl now. I'm good. <laughs> so, but for my next year, uh. I'm produce. I'm hopefully if you can get up to size in time. Uh, Caramel head exanics is the one I'm producing that I think I'm excited about. Uh, but then I'm also giving another shot at Maclots, so that should be fun. But the next five Very years, cool. rough scales, hands down. Oh dear lord. So, you know, one I'm really looking at refining for me would be inlands. Mm, I want inlands. I don't have those yet. And if you said the next six years, I would probably say diamond pythons. Yeah. They're slowly becoming uh, one of my diamonds. favorites. Yeah. Very, very cool. How about you, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the one you want to produce in the next six years or five? Well, right now, the one that stands in the back of my head, and I would love to, do, you know, if you could get that albino coastal over here, do it with that. Uh, I would really love to see a blood red tiger, albino blood red tiger. Mm. I think that would be absolutely just for me, you know, the pinnacle of, of selective breeding and, and presentation and, you know, just a really, you know, you see some of the retics that they produce these, these, these days that are so, so reddish orange and, you know, into adulthood. That that's yep. for a carpet. That would just be absolutely absolutely outstanding for me. That would be cool. Yeah, man, lots of breeding projects. <laughs> well, I mean that's yeah. good though. I mean because look, you've got you know you've got carpets and up to, you know we've got we've done a lot of stuff with with the carpets. Yep. You know from from starting with jungles and coastals, um, where we are now. 
you know, with all mm -hmm. the different patterns and colors that we've been able to produce, I, there's still so much more out there. Yeah. So, you know, like yeah. I said, anybody who's looking to get into it, this sector of the hobby, they, you know, we're still really just on the cusp of producing some really crazy, crazy stuff. And new crazy, crazy stuff keeps popping up, like yep. the stuff that Jay McClure's coming out with. I know Paul's probably got a few he's not telling us about. So, you know, to think that the carpet morph tap is done would be stupid. So oh, I no, forgot about it. I forgot about poison ivy. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, damn. Uh, hey, okay. yeah, it's right. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a wow. sustainable line of pitch black animals? Who wouldn't? I mean, Who yeah, everybody does. Everyone lost their minds over the Panthers, and you know, I want those. <laughs> I said sustainable. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But it got me thinking about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just to just to uh, just to show you just how different projects can be. Like to me, when it comes to jungle carpet, everybody seems to focus on the the yellow. But for mm. me, I'm focusing on the black. So to me, a pinstripe yellow black jungle carpet is like a pinnacle look for me i have this mail that i picked up from you i think in 2010 jason that's like really yeah. reduced pattern wonky looking crazy looking thing yeah. but it's as like black that's just like you can't can't be beat and um i have some girls to like really reduce down the yellow well i'm hoping that's the end game and <laughs> really have like that black stand out to me that'll be uh pretty wild so that was the one thing I really when I had Brinkley here, her black was really quite different yeah. from a lot of the other jungles you'll see. I mean, that black was so deep and velvety. Um, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. you know, if you could get some animals with with more area of coverage where the black is concerned, I, I think you're 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 on to something there. I mean, I know Chris and Chris over at Headhunter are are working on stuff like that as well. So yeah, he's going to be on the show next week, but um, I, I seen some of the uh, jungles that he produced this season to people that picked them up. And I got to tell you, like, if you would have just looked at them, I would have swore that they were Jags. That's how mm -hmm. reduced in pattern they are. Like some animals that are just unbelievable, you know? Yeah, I, they, they've really gotten to, to the point where they are producing, you know, year after year clutch after clutch of really outstanding jungles you know yeah bar none really i can't think of anybody that really competes with them i know i say that all the time and i don't have any jungles from him in my collection but yeah. i i would be I, I just can't think of anybody that really i mean there's people out there don't get me wrong that that do really nice jungles but mm -hmm. it's just the consistency of what they produce is really what gets me i think well, and that's what—that's why people feel comfortable buying animals from because it is the consistency. Yeah. I mean, every—I mean, Howard's got super nice jungles. There are a lot of Andrew Paris has super nice jungles. Everybody, but with the with Headhunter, it's the consistency year after year, and 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 what they produce. It, you just know that you're getting, you're going to get the animal that you're looking for when you when you buy one from them. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, I think when you can take carpets to that, to that point. Uh, yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. We don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> sure. And uh, we'll see you August 1st, I guess. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Uh, what's Bye, Jason. Facebook. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye, Bye Jason. Facebook. Yeah. Face goes. Oh, you're gone. It's over. The uh, are we on record time now? Yes. Okay. Now what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You were going to say something. You interrupted me rudely. I figured I'm you were going to say something, and you shut up. <laughs> I didn't know what was wrong with you. <laughs> I, we don't have time for that. The episode's already over. <laughs> time to go through uh, what's wrong with me. Okay. I was trying to throw out there. Uh, Jason's then info. Then do it. Why are you waiting okay. for me? I don't know. You keep interrupting I me. Let me... <laughs> oh my goodness! For the love of God. I'm done. <laughs> I promise. For the love of God. You're okay. Doing a great job. Um, <laughs> you can get Jason at uh, East Coast Serpents. Uh, I know his is uh, a Facebook page, and I believe his. Uh, website is eastcoastserpents.net. Let me just verify yes. that. No, you're you're, uh, you're correct. It is. Okay. Yeah. Just yep. wanted to make sure. Um, yep. He's the man when it comes to uh, tigers, for sure, not to mention some of the other cool carpets that he's working with. Um, I, I know, um, like I said, if you're looking to get into tigers, and he's going to be producing some stuff this upcoming season, especially with some of the animals that he was talking about, for sure, you will probably want to pick pick something up from that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, if you are uh, new to carpets and you're here on the East Coast, I suggest that you make your way out to a Hamburg show and uh, check check out what he has uh, in person. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can see some of these guys like uh, Jason, Howard, and Owen, and me every once in a while. And, uh, you know. Some gracious awesome with your presence yeah <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah i know they can't always be there some of us got no, work what the heck i know right <laughs> we all can't live the dream <laughs> um <laughs> so uh i did get uh i know owen you always get uh beat up for for getting boas yeah and uh, i was gonna I wait do. for this for the closing but uh i don't even think i told you this you I got a pair. Of, I got a pair of Hog Island boas. What the hell are you doing with hogs? From Sears, from the Sears line, uh, Hog Island boas. Yeah. They get, you got them from so. Sears? No, it's that the Sears no bloodline. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a whole section of Sears I've been missing, and this is terrible. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you don't know the reptile department? Good God Lord, damn it! I've been missing it. Crap, I'm going to the mall you have now. To take the elevator up to the fourth floor. Good Son Lord. of a bitch. All right, um, well, maybe you don't have the VIP card. You know, you oh, need the VIP. Go to hell. Anyway. <laughs> Yours so says VPI card. Oh, not VIP. That's the problem. So <laughs> damn it. So you have so you got Hog Island Boas. And I, don't I know have you're them gonna get a possession yet. You get you, you for all intents and purposes, you have them. Yes. And you're yes. gonna get a pair of Matt's boas that he just produced 
I already know you are. I saw you look yes. at them this weekend. You're going to get those. Yeah. And the way you keep talking, because Matt just got a bunch of Viper boas, I, I'm pretty sure those made your list as well. Yeah, like I said, I I, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of you're going back to my boa room. species. You're going to end up with more boa species than I have, and then I don't want to hear you talk. That's enough of you. So I know, but you know what'll happen is I'll still we'll still bust your stones. Because of course we will. I mean, no, I just stop. Fun I mean, you bastards. I don't know. It's just they, they've always been a uh, they've always been a species that I kind of liked. Um, well, they're I always the I do like boas. They're gorgeous. Well, yeah. I mean, the hog islands are pretty. They're usually I, I remember uh, Chris had a pair of adults. They were mean as shit, but you know they were gorgeous. So you can definitely get some really good looking hog islands. Yeah, yeah. Look these are uh, hopefully into the little off the cuff. Yeah, I mean, eventually, all of a sudden, you've got all these side projects rolling around. I mean, for a while there, you had nothing but the carpets, and then you started dipping in. I mean, you're on your way to yeah. having all the python species, and now we're moving into Noah. <laughs> Sorry, right. I still yeah. hate you for the black face white lips. I, 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 I have no black face white lips, and you have two. I, my brain, <laughs> my brain still cannot comprehend this crap, but. That is another know, episode. We will hatch that out. I think of all the times that I used to go to uh, Site B. And, and you said, uh, you no, know, no, go for the white lips. She didn't give it. Like, like, no, yeah, man, never. I don't know. I, don't I have know. one gold and you got two blacks and I hate it. Anyway, yeah. hurry up and breed them so I can get those. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a bunch of cool things as far as, uh, as far as bows go and, I'm thinking like all this time. I'm like, hmm. Owen could breed his uh, his uh, tree boas, and oh, I know somebody Amazon. that has those, and I know somebody that has uh, you know. It, I, I just like to it, know where I can get these things from. Where you can get them all? Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the the ones that Jamie got. Those tree boas were pretty, and then somebody offered me a pair of Jamaican boas that look kind of like my Dominicans, but they're like tannish with speckles. They're cool looking, uh, but I don't. Get I don't want no because I don't want another species of boa that starts uh, on gecko. What's wrong with you? Shut up! <laughs> don't I don't want that hell. All right, uh, <laughs> those horrible. Right, you get those. You get I don't those. Want Trade me for a citrus tiger male. <laughs> okay, you, now his brain is twisting. It's twisting. Son of, <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's it's not head albino, so not, but it's still a citrus tiger. That's not fair. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> damn it. All right. We, uh, we will discuss this. We will discuss this off air. God damn it. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah. So I think that uh, if we didn't get you pumped up about tiger carpets, um, you know, you knowing the, the backstory. I think mm -hmm. to me personally, and again, I could be biased because they take up a huge amount of, uh, you know, real estate in my, in my collection. collection. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think that they're probably one of the most rock solid carpet morphs out there. I mean, yep. I, I, you just, you can't get any better. And there, there's so much refinement that can be done. Uh, so many different directions that it can be taken. And yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I know we talked about people, like I know Jason said, it's, it's one of those morphs you got to work hard at to add stuff uh -huh. into it. But 
if you just know what you're doing and take the steps properly, it, it's not as hard as a lot of people think. You know, if you want good looking tigers, you can go and get two very good looking tigers and then they will for the rest of their lives produce nothing but good looking tigers for the rest of their lives. That project's done. If you want to add some more red stuff into it, there are red tigers out there and the projects aren't that hard. It's just usually one of those things of like put a really heavily banded animal to it, expecting to get nothing but stripes. That's just duh. So yeah, but you can have a, you can easily build a really stellar tiger project with just merely the purchase of one or two animals. So absolutely. Yeah. If you're somebody like Scott, who's sitting there going, I'm a jungle guy. Um, stop it and buy some damn tigers. All right. That's enough of you. <laughs> He's a jungle guy. We'll jungle make jungles guy, that look like tigers. Kick his ass. I, I'm sorry. I, I, what think of, uh, <laughs> I think of uh, my early days of attending Hamburg when mm-hmm. I would go there. And I remember seeing tigers and just being blown away by them. And I, I When Jason posted up on Morelia Pythons, the baby red tigers were ready to go. I remember getting to Hamburg and I got there early and I ended up like I was in line from like six in the morning to make sure I was there because I was expecting this like blood rush on Jason Balin's table. It didn't happen, but I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, I made sure I was first there and I got my uh, female red tiger uh, from him just right off the cuff, just got her. And that was awesome. That was the whole starting the whole tiger project. I wanted the red because it just seemed cooler than the yellows and the khakis that they had out at the time. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what I love about my tigers now. It's like the whole project's still going. So, very cool. Yes. Cool. All anyway, right. close it out. All right. Uh, next week, uh, we were talking about at the end of the show, but um, we have uh, Chris... Uh, Rindles from Headhunter Reptiles, and we're going to be talking jungle carpets. Um, nice. He works with some of the nicest ones around, and uh, we'll be uh, picking his brain on, um, you know, what he's doing and what he's been doing since. Well, it's been three years since uh, since the show. <laughs> since we're going show. like we're, we're bringing back all the like the original run of guests. I love it. <laughs> it's like yeah we. We we went back and we pulled because Jason was one of our first guests as well. So, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, he'll be we'll be talking with that next week. And Chris also works with uh, blood pythons, so uh, we'll probably squeeze nice. in some of that talk at the uh, at the end of the show. For how you could you blood resist? Python. Yeah, blood yeah. python lovers. I know Owen is. Uh, so glad that I, he's blood, I am blood, blood, blood pythonless. She's gone. <laughs> she's gone. I hey dropped man, her off in math. <laughs> sometimes species work, sometimes they don't. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. I, I, I brought her to that barbecue at Matt's place, and I'm like, there, take there. And so he's like, all right. So she's unfortunately, she'll be back. <laughs> she's so pretty. Gorgeous. But she's yeah. so cool. I know. So, yeah. uh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, uh, we haven't had some uh, Green Tree Python talk in a while. Uh, so we're going right. to have um, Matt Morris come and uh, join us. And nice. Matt is uh, one of the guys, along with uh, David Newman, that uh, did the, uh, I, I guess it's kind of like a care sheet um, breakdown over on uh, MVF. 
Um, he's been on GTP Keeper Radio, and uh, he's going to come and uh, talk how he does uh, keeps chondros. And uh, you know, maybe we'll talk some uh, some about the myths and stuff about getting into them. I got to tell you, man, I think nice. there's just the easiest snake to take care of. I don't know about it's you, but <laughs> it's just it's so simple. I I don't know. It's a ball python on the stick. Was yeah. that what we were saying? Yeah, that was that was all this weekend. But anyway, yeah, that and I we turned do. half our audience against me. So <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, the 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 following week, um, we have um, we're going to be talking genetics, and um, we're going to be talking um, all about you know genetics from a uh, genetic standpoint. Um, a lot of times in this hobby, we, uh, <laughs> we take for granted that we think we know what we're talking about, uh, when in really, well, we really don't, uh, we yeah. really don't so that, uh, mm-hmm. when we talk to, uh, you know, actual people that are geneticists, uh, they're kind of scratch their head. So we're going to be talking with, uh, Travis, uh, Weiland. Um, he's going to be, joining us and uh, i thought maybe we talk maybe a little bit about chondro genetics um uh since that Ooh, seems to be nice. a little more vague uh maybe go over some of the uh the uh the basic genetics when it comes to you know just recessive incomplete dominance some of the uh things that have popped up i'm sure he'll maybe talk a little bit more in depth about that whole quote-unquote pieball diamond and his thoughts on it um I'd be curious. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but maybe we can uh, touch base with Matt and he can help us out. But what his thoughts on some of the uh, genetics in the uh, Borneo short tails are. Uh, I know that, nice. that they're sort of those really undefined type of things. So um, I also would want to talk to him about uh, some of the genetics that we don't necessarily always think about, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. eating and uh sickness and prone to illness and all that kind of stuff. So that should be a interesting show for sure. And then after that, I'm away and Owen takes over. So turn. I don't know what the yep. heck he's doing. You um, don't get to know. So. <laughs> I get to tune in just like you guys do. So. Yes, you do. So. <laughs> yeah, it should be, uh, should be good. Uh, and then after that, uh, we have some cool stuff lined up, some hit on some et cetera stuff and uh, some cool carpet people in the work. So should be awesome stuff. Before you know it, it will be Tinley Park. Uh, we'll be at the year anniversary. We'll have the calendar show and then it will be the holiday show. And holy balls. One, yeah. One more time. One more time. So, yep. Uh, Morelia Python Radio. Um, yep. If four you want to check out four seconds. I thought it really cut off. Oh, no, wait. We got minuses now. Weird. Is okay. it not recording anymore? Because it says minus. Yeah, no, it's, that's 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 fine. It's the okay. news. Right. I was just, got, yeah. All right, right. I'm just trying to figure this out. <laughs> I've never been able yeah. to see this stuff before. By all means, continue. Oh, yeah. You better <laughs> uh, better get used to this because uh, I won't be here to uh, guide you through Yeah, it. I'm going to screw that up. But anyway. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. <laughs> So uh, our website, moreliapythonradio.com. If you want to email us any questions, comments, uh, guests you maybe would like to hear, info at moreliapythonradio.com. Uh, you know, check out our Facebook page, 
uh, which is Morelia Python Radio. Uh, we have the group page too, where a lot of people post up stuff during the uh, during the show. So you might want to check that out. We also do a chat mm-hmm. session during the show. Uh, if you want to be added onto that, just send me a uh, a message on Facebook and I add you into the group. Um, if you know if you have questions or comments during the uh, during the episode, um, you can follow us on Twitter at Morelia Python. And if you probably the best way to get the show is uh, on iTunes. So you can listen and subscribe mm-hmm. on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, for myself, well, let's do this one first. Carpet Fest. Northwest okay. Carpet Fest uh, is right around the corner. Uh, it's going to be September 12th. Doug Taylor uh, is uh, host again. Uh, and it's uh, just north of Seattle proper. Um, they're doing a potluck style dinner. Uh, please bring uh, food and beverage of your choice. Uh, so I guess you have to get in touch with Amy, uh, who will mm-hmm. be uh, able to, uh, to to set the stuff straight of uh, you know what they're looking for. Um, she's also looking for a head count, so you can send her a message on Facebook, or uh, probably the best way is to go to the Northwest Carpet Face. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Northwest Carpet Fest Facebook site. Uh, so she has an idea of who's coming. Uh, they're also doing an auction for US ARC and nice. uh, they're looking for donations. So, uh, also, Go over there and send them something. Page. Yeah. Let them know what you got going on. As far as myself, yeah. EB Morelia, uh, you can check out my website, ebmorelia.com. Follow me on Facebook, EB Morelia. It's probably where I update uh, stuff on a daily basis. Uh, also I'm over on, uh, Twitter at EB Morelia and Instagram. Um, if you have a question for me, you can email me at Eric at EB Um, and I will have animals at, uh, Hamburg. So they'll be under the table. <laughs> if you're interested in anything, uh, just, uh, let me know. Uh, and they will be there. I already sold two animals that uh, I'll have to give you Owen to uh, take. Um, right. <clears throat> um, and one is to you. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. <laughs> uh, damn it, I owe you money. <laughs> yes, <laughs> crap. Uh, yeah, you owe me. Uh, you owe me. Uh, it's good. For people to owe me money rather than me owe people money. I like it. Uh, See, the problem so, is that uh, if I had produced Maclots pythons, I wouldn't owe you any money. So, damn it. <laughs> I have some Yeah. Uh, nice try. Uh, shot. I got a Tinley Park table to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn it. So do I. <laughs> but, all right. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the dead goes deeper. <laughs> deeper. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the uh, the other show that we will be uh, be at. We will, we're officially going to be at Tinley Park. Uh, so look yep. for us over at Carpet Row. Under Morelli Python Radio. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's all I got. Go ahead, Owen. All right. So what I got is rogue-reptiles.com is the website. We actually are up to date on all the babies that are for sale. You can go over there, check them out. You can also check them out. They're on kingsnake.com. And on Rogue Reptiles Facebook page, uh, that's Facebook and Rogue Reptiles. Uh, like Eric said, August first is Hamburg. I have my table back, and I will not lose it again. I promise. 
So uh, if you have anything you're interested in, drop us a line. We'll make sure it comes with. If not, we'll see everybody there. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, and of course, the next show after that would probably be October Tinley Park. This Saturday is the Oaks Reptile Show. I messed that up. It was not last week, but um, it is this week. So if you have anything uh, that you don't, you dare comment, you'll be quiet over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard your mic click on. You be quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. Anyway. All right. so, Very good. Um, be, uh, if you have anything that you want me, I will be attending the show. I'm not vending. But if you have anything that you want to pick up, it can be delivered to Oaks free of charge. Okay, so that's all we have for you guys tonight. So what we'll say is thank you for all for listening, and we expect and hope to see you all next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night, everyone. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you gotta check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile related.